won't be just gonna let you two. I'm just gonna let you two continue to argue that. <laughs> Whose phone I, was he? I haven't got my phones in charge in the other room. Mate, my phone's never on loud. He's ever, got no ever, mate, so ever, I can't be in. It's yours, J- uh, Jamie. Look, yeah, it's mine. It's mine after yeah, just done that. Look at that. Oh my so you god! Just drop the bomb in. <laughs> I get blamed for it, and then, 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 then oh, it's me, and then nothing will be said of it, and we'll go back to the next thing. I'm glad to see that you two lads are just carrying on what has been the theme of the week on Twitter, where Tank's facts... Not for me. (laughs) Not for me. Well, I'm getting to that bit, Jim. I'm getting to that bit. So Tank's facts made an appearance, and Tank's like, Jamie, got some good facts for you today, lad. I was like, go ahead, mate. So he sends over the video. It was basically just an assassination of Jimmy, basically, while sat on your tractor. So Jimmy then responds on Twitter and gets himself banned. So that was a, that was an interesting week. Did he even Tank, say Tank wins that one. All I said is he open knocks his teeth out. And you know, the worst that's thing the was things that I say on Twitter, and I don't get. But that made I know. my day. And then I was looking at some other stuff, and like, you remember? Have I got, you researched I got, I got, it, Jim? What? Have you researched it? Like, what gets you banned? No. I think what, but, I think like, what it was, me, because I reported it as well. Um, <laughs> remember when I got banned for twenty four hours for saying Ronaldo was better than Messi? <laughs> Did yeah, you actually? That's all ridiculous. Your statement was. I don't know if you were Tank there, like... though, Jim. Tank turned around and said, Yeah, but it's probably him. He's pulling a claim to get you booted off Twitter. Yeah, like he's reported. Tank's reporting me. That's it. Well, like, right. I want to report you when I got a feed with that fucking salmon top you've got on. The worst thing was though, I I retweeted the tweet and I hadn't even listened to the uh, to the to the facts. <laughs> <laughs> I retweeted it and then I thought, Oh, I better listen to them. And I was like, you fucking bastard. <laughs> but then I just, then had, I just had the tractor on service, then everything, all the tires done, the battery done, petrol in it, new, fucking brand new, the blade lifted. And I was like, Jimmy's getting it. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? You'll never, I don't think I've ever seen Tank as happy as whenever he sat on that tractor, like his air blowing in the wind, like he oh, gets so funny. giddy. Honestly, me and, me and uh, Frankie Isty for nearly two hours just in the paddock, just cutting all the paddock. The paddock's got like, it's like fucking Anfield. The, the grass is unreal and no one goes there. Really? Just <laughs> up and down, chilling out. It's fucking brilliant. Frankie thinks he's driving, but he's not. Oh, yeah, that old chest. I remember, I remember way back. It was, was it actually, I think it was me dad. He used to do the driving trick in the car where he'd like drive with his legs, but he'd be like, oh, no hands. And as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Uh Jimbo, how's your week been, lad? Any news? Not a lot, mate. No, just you were boozing last night. You feeling a little boozing last today? night, yeah, which is uh, unheard of for me to be. Well, it's not unheard of, obviously, but um, yeah, getting a bit niece, older now. You haven't got it in your head. Older, yeah. Niece is eighteenth, so a few boozy watching the United game. Nice family round. Twenty twenty three of us round the table, lads. It's mental, like. Followed by a family quiz. We always we love a family quiz in in in, uh, in our in our house. Very competitive. Fa- your oh, he got big competitive. You're a big yeah. driver of the games, isn't you? Well, listen to this, right? So it was a family <laughs> quiz on the birthday fuming, girls. Fuming there, are you? Well, I am fuming. Listen, right? The bir- It was a family <laughs> quiz on the birthday girl, right? So, as you said, she's eighteen. Family quiz. Guess who I get paired with? Her dad, right? As I'm in, thinking, like you've got to compete against him? No, no, no. He's on my team. It's me and him against against other pairs. So it's pairs. Well, so I'm think that's good, isn't it? Yeah. You'd think Shit, so. he was awful. <laughs> Colin, know anything about his it's daughter. Colin? <laughs> Colin, like, got all the questions wrong. 
I'm like, mate, <laughs> what are you doing? Didn't win any any round. Didn't win anything. It was Easter eggs up for grabs at all sorts. Little trophies. I got nothing with the dad. I'm fucking shy. <laughs> <laughs> mate, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I'd say he's in the doghouse now that he doesn't know his own daughter. No, right. And listen to this, right? If someone, you've got to work out a day, the day that they were born on, right? So you've got to work out the day. And yesterday mean? was a Sunday, right? Okay. So we know a birthday's on Wednesday. So the way to work it out, I was like, well, I'll just count back 18 days, don't you? Yeah. And you'll, she's you'll land yeah, on the day, one. won't you? No. Strategy. Leap year. No. Yeah. See, who, who counts oh, the leap years? Tank. Like, on, fucking tank. all these people. <laughs> and I'm going Saturday, Friday, fucking Thursday. And Craig who David here. of leap year. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That tank. My mum was born on leap year, you see, so that's why I'd count that in. But how would you know as well? When is a leap year? Is it every three or four years? Every four years. Do you know what's mad, right? With tank, surprise. You say things with 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 tank, right? And like he'll get like mad, obvious things wrong. But then, like with certain things, you're like Rain Man tank. It's unbelievable, like the speed at which he was like, no, not having it, or like if it's to do with like numbers, and you just I don't know, you just oh mate, that was unbelievable at school at maths, like off the charts, really, like proper off the charts. I got kicked, and you know the most bizarre thing about it, this is the gods on the street, and I got kicked out of my exams for cheating. Why would you cheat if you were good at it? I never, I never. That's the whole point. And like honestly, the fucking hold on, hold on, you say it. No, is, that good? Yeah, no, is that good that they thought he was using a calculator? What happened was there was me and the other lads in the uh, in the class who were fucking like way. Don't get me wrong, I was shit at nearly everything else in school. Fucking hated it. And but Matt, I was unreal. And me and me mate were like fucking top of the top of the class, and we just used to sit working with each other. And they had like the fucking. Do you remember they used to have like the maths thing with the colour on the top? Like, if you were on, like, fucking pink and all that, like, you were thick as fuck. And the darker the colour went down, like, we were clever as fuck. We were on brown and black headlines and all that. So me and him were, like, just worked because we were at the same level. So, But then the percentage of your court, of your normal fucking work in your classroom went to your maths test, and they found that I was about the same. So they, I got kicked out of my maths, and so did they. I felt sorry for him because I was on, on my way to Tramia. And he was a proper intelligent lad, and he had to reset his maths in English. We lost—he lost his maths and his English due to it. No way! I swear to God, yeah. And obviously, I never reset mine because I didn't give a fuck. I was kicking the bag of wind round. But that's oh, the gods on the street, that. Jesus, tight you are what? on that kid cheating off him, ruining lives there. Yeah, I was, I was that there. Kid's along, homeless now. <laughs> you should have brought him in as your agent, mate. If he was that good at numbers, he never spoke to him after he he got kicked out. Oh really? Jesus. Uh, Tank, how's the teeth update, mate? All good? Yeah, you know, they settled down a bit. The swelling's gone out of my eye. It still baffles me that, that that's the wrong side, but it's the right side because of this <laughs> oh, fucking weird. So it's that side, but that's not that side because it's this side. But I have to touch that side so it makes it look at that side. So the swelling's gone, which I'm fucking happy about. I've already got a fat head. And when the swelling was there, it was fucking double fat. So what's the next step now? How long do you have to wait? Well, the next step, I've still got all the stitches in. I've got to get all the stitches out. And then the bottom's coming out in the temporaries. And then four weeks after that, bosh. Fucking big smile. Full yeah. whole teeth. Oh, you're not wrong. Full on Bobby Firmino. Fucking smile. Go on, lad. I, I have to be honest, lads, right? I am a knackered. Weekend, oh, lad. Yeah, I'm knackered. I'm absolutely knackered. I actually don't think, like, do you... So Josh was... And my son was running in... Um, 
the All Ireland Championship. So basically, he's by the way, fucking big shout out to the young man as well. Unbelievable! Don't take this the wrong way. It's like it's the most Irish fucking thing ever, and it is fucking them stupid Irish. Let's have a final, <laughs> but it's not a final. But it's not a final. Oh yeah, I'll get it. It's honestly, it's it's mad, right? So he was running, so he he won won the Dublin. So he's doing three events. You're only allowed to do three events as an individual kid, like so. He's doing he's a, he's a sprinter. So he did the sixty meters, which is the one he wanted to win. And he just kept saying to me, "I want to be the fastest kid in Ireland." That's what he just that's that was. The, he said anything after that it was just because he's so competitive. He he started doing the six hundred meters, and they kind of said to him, "Look, you're a sprinter. You shouldn't really do the six hundred meters." And he's like, "Right, I'm going to do it now, just because you kind of said that I shouldn't." So he was he was obsessed with that one. And then he, a couple of weeks ago, he started doing the long jump, and it turned out he was all right at the long jump as well. So we went into it. We had two days of so it's all the best kids from all the different counties in Ireland that come together. So we had the long jump first on the Saturday, and. Uh, he kind of he was jumping well. He did no fouls or whatever. I think he was about third or fourth going into his last jump, and then he did an absolute monster jump of I think it was four meters forty one to put him top of the long jump, right? And there was one kid to do one jump left, and you could see that in his face he was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to do this here!" And would you believe the lad pipped him on the last jump? So he came second in the long jump. But as I said to him at the time, like I have no technical advice at all. I understand like sports and mind games and like little stuff like that but like as far as technique his mum was a sprinter for ireland so it's this is her thing and i said to him in the long jump he's like what should i do that and i was like just run dead fast and jump mate it's <laughs> like i've got nothing else what more what yeah. more advice do you need you can't like, go wrong just run and jump dead run high dead high, yeah that's it he's like thanks dad that's like no worries son but uh it was the running ones that he wanted to do so then later on that day it was the 60 meter and lads Oh, so there was a live link. So all the family were watching it. The family in England, the family in Ireland. Uh, I think some uh, the African side of his family. Like it was, it was, you know, everyone was was buzzing for it. And his times were super razor close with the other lads in this. And with the sixty meters, it's like, you know, it's a midge's dick away from winning or losing. Like there's nothing in it. In his heat, right? So he did one heat to qualify for the final. You, it, I didn't realize. Kids get like kicked out for false starts. These are eleven-year-old kids, right? Yeah. So one lad did a so Josh did a false start first, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, and you could see you that it, like it's two false starts. You're out in it. But you know what they said to him, Jim? After he did his false start, they said to all the kids, "The next one to do it is oh, is a goner." And we were like, "What?" So then there was another false start, but it wasn't Josh, and the lad got booted and couldn't do that. And we were like, "Oh my oh, god!" Intense. Anyway, so he won his he won his heat, got into the final, and uh, got 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 to the final. Started started well, then had a bit of a wobble, and with about I would say twenty meters left, he was about four for fifth because he'd had a wobble at the start, and somehow I don't know how he managed to do it. He made it up over that last bit, got 8. Uh, what did he get? 8.41. He's close to an Irish record. Like, he was absolutely rapid. Fair play to him. So he won that, so he was buzzing. But the thing that Tank's talking about there, the next day on the Sunday, he had the 600 metres, right? And uh, the mad thing was, they didn't have a final. So it wasn't like, you know, you win your heat, you get into the final, then it's all the best lads against each other. You There was two heats that don't compete against each other, but as in, they don't go through to a final. It's based on all the times. So we were like, you could have a really slow heat and win it. 
But in reality, because you're not running against the quicker lads, you could come like fourth or fifth based on time. So it, it seemed really, really weird. Anyway, the lad who had the quickest time going into the final, Josh, was in Josh's heat. So we kind of said to him, look, beat him and you should be in a good place. Josh's heat was first. And he's a sprinter, right? So there was like, we said to him, just don't leg it. Get a bit of pace in behind the second or third lad. He just ignored everything we said and he just basically legged it for three laps. <laughs> legged it for three laps of the track. Absolutely smashed his time. Um, got down to, what did he, I think he did it in one uh, one minute, 42, 42 seconds, right? Yeah. And uh, he was made up because he beat that lad and it put him in a really good place. He won the Dublins on one forty eight, So he'd shaved off six seconds of his time. So he ran so well, like really put in a shift. And what it meant was the lads in the second heat could run against his time. They were trying to beat just his time. And I think the winning lad got it by, what was his? I think it was one four one point nine or something. So he didn't win and he was fuming or whatever. And we just said to him, man, be unbelievably to proud be of him. Fair, to ask the kids to run two 600 metres is a Probably lot. Probably a lot, is And where they're coming from. you just got to run as fast as you can and hope for the best, haven't you? But they should then just go, here's the top six based on times across all of, do you know what I mean? And then you're in the final. But anyway, he was the only kid to win three medals in his age group across different sports. So he is, uh, yeah, he's in the good books. Unbelievable. But lads, with the, when he plays his footy matches, I don't know what you're like. I, I felt well, like you know I, what I'm like. <laughs> well, that's a very fair point. <laughs> but I feel like as one of his coaches, I can inf- at least influence or help or you know influence how things go for him. Whereas for this, I was like, I just had to stand and watch, and yeah, he'd disappear for an hour before the race. So I, was, I couldn't even give him instructions. So it was a, uh, I was an emotional roller coaster of a weekend. But that is a weekend I will never, never forget. Like you know, just seeing That's your that. kids achieve a goal of theirs is uh, is something else. You were a sprinter, weren't you? you? Were telling me tank. Yeah, I used to go back as a kid. You, mate. Yeah, yeah running from the police. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, fucking done eleven seconds when I was fourteen, fifteen. What a wow. proper fucking seriously quick. Yeah. Went to um, London, running a big competition in London. And, like, honestly, lads, it's like I'm fucking stood there with all of these giants, like monsters. And I'm yeah. like, the fuck? And just fucking smoked them and broke a record. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It was very close what I was going to do, but I, I was never really passionate about it. I used to always run for the school and win everything for the school, and that, but I was never, you know, Footballer or run in my head, there's no competition, is it? It's yeah. football all the way. Yeah, Josh is the same. His mum tried to be like, "Oh, Josh, you might have to make a, he's a, uh, you might have to make a choice." He's like, "There's no choice, mum. Don't even try." Like, it's it's just not not a not a thing. Uh, lads, we did no predictions, Jimbo. What's going on, mate? This is not my fault. You were off gallivanting all weekend, putting the worst excuse ever because you had to go to these trials. So you had to get Josh's spikes ready. You couldn't do Friday live, so I've just. Gone it's just you saying it's everyone else's fault, Twitter, yeah. So I've, I've just that, uh, mate. I've been in. I, I've not been in a. Good I don't mind. I don't mind, and I got six correct uh, scores and results. <laughs> um, I'm all right. What are the chances of that? Eh? Yeah, you know what? I've, I actually forgot as well this week about yeah, I completely I forgot. forgot. I think we all did. National yeah. week. I think it's killed yeah. us a little bit. Totally. So, so we're just the, week. this week didn't happen. Rolls over to next week. And um, but what did happen this weekend? Uh, there's a lot to talk about. It was an interesting week of uh, weekend of, of Premier League news, action, and all the storylines. Tank, we are now in the midst of 
12 managers being sacked during 13? the Premier League. I, I thought it was 13. Oh, is, is he the th- I thought it was 12. He was the 12. I, I, I've got 13 in my head. Okay. Either way, it's it's a shocking so, number, but I, I think it's I yeah. think it's twelve. Obviously, Potter got the got the sack over the weekend. Brendan Rodgers got the sack. First I think things first. Waiting on Klopp on Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll come to that one as well. Uh, the Potter one first is is a mad one, Tank, because we were talking about it before we started the podcast, right? So Chelsea spent twenty two million to buy Potter out of his Brighton contract. Then they're going to be due to pay him sixty million, and you were saying upfront compo to buy him out of the remainder of his contracts. That's eighty-two million they've had to spend to get Potter in to give him a short period of time. In relative terms, results have been poor. Don't get me wrong, and when you've spent that amount of money, you know your your head is already on the chopping block. But these weren't even his players. Like you know, they, they, these are clearly the board just splashing the cash. Never really quite felt like he was invested in some of the players maybe that were coming in. They didn't fit his type of model, type of style, whatever. It was a mishmash of players. Ultimately, it was a total clusterfuck from Chelsea, all things said. Yeah. And the thing about it is with the with the LMA, the, uh, LMA as well is you have to pay these contracts up sharp. Is it always up front, is it? You've got no, a lot of the time to put them on garden and leave and then pay them as they would be anyway. No, then... not with the LMA now, mate. If, if you've sacked them now, the LMA can get you. Like, I was speaking to Mickey Adams about this, and the LMA, like, there's normally a 30 day clause that you have to pay these managers up because you can't just put them in garden. Because what clubs were doing in the past and why it changed was they, they were getting sacked and then they were negotiating, negotiating, negotiating. And other clubs are coming in saying we'd like to speak to him. And then the, the other club are going, oh, well, he's in talks with them. So that'll affect what we're going to pay him. Because so he's not right. asked, he's already taken another job there. So now the the LMA were like, no, you have a period to rectify this contract. And lads, I've got to be honest with you, I'm absolutely delighted that he's getting a sixty million pound payoff because it's a fucking shambles of a club. This owner's come in, and look, he's gone and many many parts of it. I like what he's done, but he's gone right. We're going out and we're going to try and buy the best young prospects in European football. That's great, but you can't just expect instant success like this. I mean, fucking hell. He's signed about 20 players. I mean, I honestly, we were talking off it. I think Liverpool dodged a massive bullet with this Endo Fernandes because he's had six months in European football from at Benfica. Had a good World Cup. But at the time mind. I watched him, I'm like, he's just okay. Him. He doesn't blow me away. Now, for 105 million, you, I think you, you, you should be entitled to be blown away by a player. He should be the fucking, the absolute real deal who's coming in and making an impact. But and and look, I'm delighted that he's going to get the big payoff, and I'm delighted that this owner's getting his bollocks tickled now as well because he's looking like a fucking clown. Yeah, it's weird, Jim, because you look at Potter, and they, I'll be honest, me and Tank, I remember the podcast well, and I, and I still yeah. hold this view. You know, we were like, who would you who would you potentially like to replace Klopp? And and I actually rate Graham Potter very very highly, but it was actually you, Jim, who made the point about the change in expectation when you move to big clubs, when you couple that with, uh, let's say, a trigger-happy owner, when you say trigger-happy, I don't mean in terms of sack, but he's, he's, he's meddling, he's involved, he's, he's buying all these players, he's in, he's in the middle of everything. It was a recipe for a disaster for the start for, for Potter, surely. And the, and the fans never quite warmed to him. I think nah. once, once you see in stadiums, mate, once fans start to, you can hear them, the discontent. 
it's never big... really reversed, is it, from that no. point? And I think the biggest issue is that, from my point of view, if I was a if I was a Chelsea fan, would be that he never really found his strongest team and continued to play it. So, you know, we were talking on the radio today that they had one uh, centre-back playing at the weekend with about four or five wing-backs in various different positions. He had Reese James, I think they had Cucurella playing as centre-half. Still don't know where he plays. It was, It's just been a mishmash, but... I think he needed to stick with his guns with the players coming in and going, no, this is a team I'm playing. I just don't think he managed to really cement a team that was able to do what he wanted to do. I'll be honest, I think he needed to go from a Chelsea point of view because I just think that the players weren't buying into it. Apparently, when they announced his sacked, I think four or five players have liked the post on Instagram and stuff like that. So that tells you a lot about the players at Chelsea, that though, for me. It is that as to I do get that, but if if the players aren't liking the manager too, they're not gonna you know they're not gonna they're not gonna perform like that, are they? So I think it's a, a, a good outcome for both really because Graham Potter will get his payoff. I don't think he's I don't think do you he's think his um, stock's gone down. Nah, no. I don't no. think I think he'll get another job somewhere else. I think if I he fails at that, into Leicester City. I think he'll go into another job. I think if he fails in that, then there might be starting questions coming out. But um, at the minute, I think he's still he's still at his bright and highest, you know, because everyone else will blame the chairman, the signings. You know, it's not. There's been uh, other circumstances that have have helped to come to this decision. So. I think he'll probably welcome it, you know. I think he felt the pressure quite a lot. You could see in his demeanour when, uh, you know, going in, he was relatively fresh-faced and now, you know, he looks he looks like a, a man with all the weight on, on his shoulders. So, yeah, I think it's... I think he'll, he'll get another job relatively quick. I don't like the way Chelsea have, um, you know, conducted themselves during his reign, but... I think it was the right decision. I'm surprised. I'm, I, I am surprised it didn't happen sooner. Can't get beat two 0 at home to Villa and not get the tin tack after. Spending you know, all that do you know what you're saying? Like he looks like. He, do you know what made me laugh, lads? That's what I was laughing at then. Do you know when he first got the job? Remember he come out with he his, had the glow up, his perfect as hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a he smart coat on and everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looked awful now. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's tough, and it's funny, right? Because you look back, Tank, at the obviously the the path that Chelsea have taken. Is there an argument here? Because I watched an interview with uh, Tuchel when he was announced as the Bayern manager, and you can see that he's bitter. He's not he's not over what happened at Chelsea. He yeah. he spoke openly about his love for the club and the project, and it seemed like a lot of the fans were bought into Tuchel. They weren't happy when he was given the bullets. It's easy to sit here now with the benefits of hindsight and be like, yeah, that was a bad decision. But really, it does look like a strange decision. If one of two things, either A, don't sack Tuchel, or B, if you're going to sack Tuchel, throw all this money at Potter, then throw all this money at players. You surely have to give him the time to try and get the way out of this. It just feels like they've made such a mess. And looking back, You'd probably fancy Tuchel to work with a lot of these players to to get them out of the situation they're in. Problem with Tuchel is that he's he is you know he's an elite manager. He's been at all big clubs and he's been successful at a majority of them, if not all of them. So when you've got a new owner who's coming in and 
you know, there's there's no getting away from the fact that these managers are not signing these players. So Tuchel's very vocal, as you can, and I think the, the other thing about Tuchel as well is the the new modern managers. I think the fans like to see they like if your Conte's and your Tuchel's, your Klopp's and your Guardiola. They love to see the whole package the way they they're fucking getting the crowd going and the the emotional and everything. And Potter's not that. But the owner's probably gone to Tuchel and said, we're signing him, 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 him. And he was like, I don't fucking want them. No. Yeah, they're not my players. Where, you know. Yeah, with that path, with, with that history of success, with that history of success, you could he, turn around and go, no, I'm not doing him. that. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that. Where Potter's coming in and saying, look, we're going to pay you an absolute fucking fortune. We want you to coach the players you we bring in. You're going from Brighton to Chelsea, which is a huge, you know, I'm not being funny. He's a young up-and-coming manager. It was a massive opportunity for him. But then... It's 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 you know he had full control of everything at Brighton, and this is this is what I found a bit strange. Why looking back now, and it's easy in hindsight, why he took the job because he was in Brighton, he was in control of absolutely everything. He coached them, he picked the team, he picked the players he wanted to play in his team, and the system what suited it. And then he's gone to Chelsea, and he's just like you've got all of these players. I'll be honest, lads, I've been a, a coach um, and an assistant manager, and. For the amount of players what Chelsea's got, I think I touched this on a podcast last time, it's difficult to put sessions on with that many players. And the problem you've got then is then when you're getting like, you want to narrow it down to 18 to 22 players. And then when you're telling all of just to fuck off, you've got a big problem. You've got a so this was camp. So this, yeah, that was the, I'm glad you said it because that was something I was thinking about before when Jimmy said about the, the liking of the posts. And Jim, tank touches on it there. You can only pick so many players. And when you've got that many good, world-class, established players, if you're doing your, your your patterns of play during the week and maybe, uh, you know, and your focus for the week game at the weekend and some of these players are left out, they're going to be actively rooting against that manager because they believe, and probably rightly, because maybe they've not all had the opportunities because you can't give everybody opportunities and change the team every week. No. So maybe rightly, these players have been put into a situation where they maybe joined a club or they've, they've got good history with a the club. They're not getting the game time. The manager can only play so many players. And ultimately, then you just get this negativity around the camp. Tank will know it in dressing rooms. Jim, you'll have seen it. You probably caused a few of them, to be honest, to be, knowing you as I do. But... It's it's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Yeah, and the issue that that came with it is when you signed all the players, if not got rid of the players they needed to get rid of, people like Aspilaqueta, probably Kante's been there quite long now with his injury record. He he should be on his way out. So you've got the thirty odd players, but they've got Deadwood that they need to get away, so then shrink it down. So you've got these established players. You've then got these new players that have been brought in by someone else who've been told they're going to play or whatnot. And then you've got Graham Potter in the middle. So he's on a hide into nothing. He, 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 he literally can't win. You get rid of the established players and, and get them training with the kids to cause, you know, they're going to cause uh, uproar within the camp. So it's he, he him personally was never going to win out of that situation. There was too many players coming in, not enough going out. And he's just left with this nucleus of a squad that is far too big to be able to actually impart any sort of wisdom. This is why I think they'll go with maybe a temporary manager till the summer, get rid of the dead one and then work with what they want to work with. That's what I was going to say, Tank. Who's your money on? Because obviously we've got Rogers out of the Leicester job now. You touched on it there. You maybe think Potter will look to step in there. You've obviously got Spurs who are, uh, who are managerless at the moment. I still think that's an appealing job because of the, because of the location, you know, London-based, massive stadium. 
you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, how this all pans out. There's talk of Poch, there's talk of Deserby, there's talk of, um, yeah. oh, there was talk of Tuchel. Uh, and, and, and so what do you Nargles, think? Man. Yeah, what do you, oh, that's the one. Who do you, how do you think it's going to play out? I can't, for me, Nagelsmann's the fucking the, an absolute disaster of an appointment for the way Chelsea owner wants it because he is he's fucking having himself. He's like mm. he he would eat himself in, mm. and I just think he is an absolute car crash to go in there with the Chelsea owner. If he, I would take him if he could be allowed to 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 do his thing. I do I do think he's a very good young manager. You know, he he won everything to Bayern Munich, and but he fell out with a few people at Bayern Munich too. So with Chelsea, it depends what the owner wants, Jamie, to be honest with you, mate, because if he wants a yes, man, you're going to go down the lines of getting another potter. Because these top coaches, you know, there's talks of Zinedine Zidane, he won't come in and just say, yeah, you tell me what team to pick, and that's no problem, no problem at all, thank you. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, when you look at Chelsea's squad, it's fucking phenomenal. I mean, they signed someone yesterday as well, this is the bizarre thing, the, uh, the young wonder kid from uh, South America. So they've signed, they keep signing players. So the squad is phenomenal, but something's got to give, hasn't it, with the owner? Because he can't, he can't go down the route of Potter again because it's not worked. It won't work. So I, I, it's a difficult one. Who? It's easy to say like, who want the job? Everyone will want the job because if you get sacked, you get the sixty million quid payoff. So it's fucking brilliant. But yeah. I think Rogers will go to Tottenham though, and I think if Chelsea's owner bites the bullet, and I think Rogers is a perfect fit for Tottenham. I think he's perfect. But the Rogers one's weird, isn't it, Jim? Because I kind of he's feel failed. I know he failed upwards. But do you know no, what's no, mad no. though? Jimmy, he hasn't. He hasn't. Let's let's look at the facts at Leicester City, by the way. Let's look all at right. the facts there. He's he's won the FA Cup. He played some outstanding no, football. They do. All right. When I mean fail upwards, like you got the job at Liverpool, you know, didn't exactly set the world alike. What did he do? Finish second, win a couple of cups, maybe? The most then possibly the most entertaining couple of seasons I've seen Liverpool play. I give you that. With, yeah, with, a, with an awful, with an awful, well, that's absolutely disrespectful, right? Suarez and a, a very story. poor. No, hold on. But to give him his credit, and I'm not always a Rodgers fan, but if you look at how that team was comprised, right? They had Simon Mignolet in goal. They had John Flanagan right back, Ali Sissoko left back, and I think it was Skirtle and who was the other centre-back? Was, Car- was it Carra? It wasn't Carra, was it? It was coming to... No, no. Aga. It was... Uh, might, have been, might have been Aga. And, and, oh, God, my mind's gone blank, but Can't it was... Um, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, no. it was, the back five wasn't great. And then is... what he did, though, Jim, hold on, mate. What, what, the point he, he was able to do then, he had... Sterling, Sturridge, Suarez, uh, Coutinho. Unless a manager wouldn't have found... Look at Gareth Southgate in the front of my mind. Unless a manager wouldn't have found a way to get the best... Well, get those four into a team. He then played Steven Gerrard in a deep-lying midfield role with Henderson alongside him to do his running and then basically said to the front four, go fucking nuts, like... It was was unbelievable. He plays decent football, I get that. Yeah, but the thing about Leicester, Jimmy, is... serial winner, does he? He went to Celtic and won everything. I mean, me, us three could be the management team at Celtic and win everything. It's, yeah, but he had um, some best European night at Celtic as well. You know, we got some big results in Europe at Celtic. I'm not saying he's a bad manager at all. My point is he's failing upwards in that, that I don't think he's as... No, he's a great manager and he play, gets the team playing well. But if I'm a Spurs fan, I want... In fact, if I'm a person, I have no idea what I want. I want to win something. I don't think he's the guy to go and win something. 
I'd need, I'd want someone like a Nagelsmann, like a Zidane. That's that's what I want to see at Tottenham, not not a Rodgers. I don't do I, you know what it is. I, I don't know, Sam, because I, I, I still think Brendan Rodgers is actually an excellent coach. And by yeah, coach, I, I mean... Steve McLaren me was an excellent coach, but he wasn't a great manager. Yeah, but Rodgers has, I think Rodgers has proof points of him doing well as a manager. Steve McLaren is the manager and Brendan Rodgers should never be mentioned in the same fucking breath of air. Steve McLaren's shit. No, my point is that when Steve McLaren was assistant manager, everyone said he was the best coach going. Yeah, but Rodgers has never at... been assistant manager. He's only ever been no, a manager. No, I know, but look at what you're saying is because he's such a good coach, then it naturally will succeed as a manager. For me, it's, for me, the failings at Leicester City's got nothing to do with Brendan Rodgers. Nothing at all. Nothing. They've come two seasons ago and said, right, you need to sell all of these players because we're not putting another penny in, in our pocket. And we and not only that, we want all of our money back. So he's had to sell, 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 sell. And he's had to... He's Do you think the rug's been pulled from under him, Sank? Completely and utterly pulled from underneath him. Completely. And I'm not being funny, lads. Right, you watch this Leicester City side this season. They, I think they must be the most unlucky side that I've ever watched play football. They went to Man United and should have been 6 0 up at half time, and they end up getting beat somehow. You watch them, they pummel teams left, right, and centre. And then just because of the lack of investment and the lack of signings, they've lost all of the fucking defenders. You've got like the, the kids who they signed from Stoke, they've got bits and kids who was coming through the academy playing left back. I feel if Brendan Rodgers got that Tottenham Hotspur job, he would take a style of play what the fans would fucking love. and if he got a little bit of backing and took a James Madison there, they'd be a force again. Jimbo, unfortunately, I'm going to have to come on to Liverpool here. Um, I, I wasn't really yes. planning on it. They just they, they constantly ruined my weekends. I'm just thankful to Josh for, for taking my mind off it, to be honest, um, because Liverpool, I, I adore Liverpool, but they're doing my head in at the minute. And I'm, I'm going to judge your reactions as to where I should place mine because I put out a tweet I th- and I thought long and hard about doing it because I don't want to be one of them shitbag fans that's like, it's a, it's an outrage, it's this, it's that, you know, pure Arsenal fan TV. But when I was watching that game, the word that keep, there was cowardly performances from Liverpool players. And don't get me wrong, I thought Liverpool were good in the first half. As, as, you know, going to City, you can go to City and get beat. Let's get this right, lads. Like, you can play well at City and get beat. They're brilliant. They were, you know, Liverpool in the first half, I think, as, as a, team where they are at the moment against City going for the title, I think Liverpool did well. I think they could have been a couple of goals up, to be honest, if, and, and with a couple of other decisions going their way, I, I think you could have been looking at a, a different game at half-time. Then they come out in the second half and basically throw in the towel, and there's two or three, four players that consistently seem to have done that throughout the course of this season. And Liverpool have gone from being mentality monsters to be in a team that are so easy to play against that as soon as anything remotely goes against them, they wilt. And that for me, Jim, as a fan, mistakes will happen. Mistakes happen on football pitches. Strikers miss chances. We know as football fans, you can watch games and go, they were at it today, but it just wasn't our day. It can happen. Tank spoke about it there with Leicester. You can see they're playing well with some smart tweaks. They can, they can bounce back quite quickly. I just can't allow for what seems like Either players not giving a shit, not wanting to put in the hard yards. It's just lack of effort. That's what it seemed like for me. And lack of quality, ultimately. I disagree with all the, the first half. I thought, uh, you know, when you scored, the possession stats were 70-20. 
football's not based on possession. I agree, but we, we can all use our eyes. In if the you, no, but if you break quickly, if you try and keep the ball from... Look, like, if you break quickly against City... That was the only City, shot you had on target was the goal, wasn't it? But there was opportunities where Salah... We, we broke, Salah was through, he could have rolled it across. Like, there was... There was openings there with better quality that Liverpool showed for me that showed. But you, you can't, you know, the you way you can't base it off tactics. City are always going to have more of the ball, but Liverpool were primed and ready to hit them on the counter, which is why the team has picked the way it, it was. Been. They might it really have been. That's the way that you've resorted to playing on counter-attacking football from the greatest pressing team to ever exist is a a, a real sad state of affairs. Look, why is that a sad state of affairs? Because that's why, not is, how... why is adopting a strategy that nearly worked perfectly? It didn't nearly work perfectly, did it? Because you lost we went one nil up and, and could have went not two any nil point. Up. You had one shot on target, but we could have quite easily been two nil up. We could have quite been two two nil up. No, we went one nil up and then what? Salah was through one v one, and Jack, and Jack Grealish managed Jack to get back. Salah, all the way back. Yeah, Salah that's just had to open part. his body and wrap it around, and we and he was pretty much through. Or just keep going forward. Liverpool could have been two nil up. So it's not like the tactics didn't work. Could have been, but weren't. But City well, could have also scored a lot more before that. I'll I'll make a statement now that not one of that Liverpool team would get in the City team. Not one of that's them. That's a load of bollocks, what you've just not said. Not one of Complete them. Complete and utter load of bollocks. Not one of them. The not keeper, Liverpool, Liverpool keeper, team. is a Name one. country Name mile. One. Liverpool Name keeper one. is a country mile ahead of any keeper in world football. It's a load of bollocks, that, Jimmy. Just because Liverpool... Are, and I'll tell you what then. Not one of them... Mo Salah had one of the worst seasons in fucking football history by all accounts. Is that Mahrez and Grealish ripped your at full-backs an absolute new one. They And I would have oh, taken them game. any day over Salah and at this moment oh, in time over yeah, Salah talking, and mate, honestly, you, It's good being fucking different opinions, but when I'm you're telling you, I wouldn't. If I was picking, if I was picking a combined side, I wouldn't have any Liverpool team. Pick right, Riyad Mahrez ahead of Mo Salah, which is a current, current, stats, yeah, current form. Absolutely, form. he's got 41 goal involvements. He's fourth okay. in Europe for goal mate. involvements. And he went missing in the big games. You, you goal, goal, goal. He scored against City. Mate, scored. that one shot. He had one shot. That's some stat, isn't it? You just one shot, one goal. That's <laughs> yeah. one shot, one goal. Hundred percent. Fucking hell, Salah's a disaster. But surely he shouldn't be having a hundred percent though. Surely he should be having right. more shots. Why should he not be having more? If my Salah's fault? only had one shot on that target Salah's all fault? game in the biggest game. Is that Salah's game? fault though? Well, whose fault is it? The team have to get him the ball in areas where he can so finish team, chances. Then, so, or, the only one who could get into live into the Man City team, as you're right, is probably Allison. But I would not take over this current form. I would not take any one of them Liverpool players over that Man City team. No, and it's quite clearly shown. World class, and he's ahead, he's well ahead of fucking um, Virgin Virgin Van Dijk at the poor season. But I'd still have Virgin Van Dijk. You're saying ahead of Nathan Aki as long as any Nathan man Aki didn't play in the, the team, did he? Nathan Aki didn't play in the team. Shite, mate. Honestly, it's fucking ridiculous. It's not, and I don't think I think people will agree with me because I think you're eighth in the league. You, you, you're eighth in the league. You're not even look. You didn't even look like you scored one goal, and that was it on the counter attack. When City are absolutely pressing onto you, and you've and you've countered. So the not at any point did of I that think... game. Liverpool were awful in the second half. Let's get that right. But Liverpool in that first bad. half, that was an excellent game of football with two, two, with two 
In my opinion, that was two good teams going right at it, and it could no, have mate, been. The game was brilliant. Don't get me wrong. The game but was Liverpool brilliant. were terrible. In the I was disappointed half. in Liverpool. I was open. I thought they would have brought more to that game, given the 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 scale of it. And um, I don't know. I don't know what you want them to do more in the first half. To be honest, they, to play they like went we went in one. You can't play like Liverpool at the minute because they haven't played like that all season. Okay, we, so we've all played football. If you can't play like Liverpool, you, what you thing. want? To park the bus. We're not saying park the bus, but we played on the counter. This is what we're saying. You could, we can't be Liverpool because we're not Liverpool at the moment. So we set okay. up. So you played on the, on the counter, counter and it still didn't work. Mate, there was about four or five opportunities. Man United because... played on the counter against Liverpool at Anfield and got beat seven 0 That's how Man United play. Didn't work. Man United are just as bad as Liverpool at this moment in time. The game, and that's a completely different thing. My point is valid. If I'm picking a team between the two teams, I'm telling you, not one of that level, maybe Allison, but I wouldn't pick Salah over Mares or Grealish. How many, how many goals does Mares have this season? I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bothered about goals. Well, what's the if point you, of football? If you, if you want to. Well, neither What's the you. Point of when I talk around Harvey Elliott and I talk around, you'll say assists and goals don't matter. So you, you can't change your narrative when it comes to Mo Salah or Nunes as opposed to everyone else. But you can change your narrative when you're talking about players in different positions. You're talking about a forward line. What's the point of a forward line? So my point is, when I talked around Harvey Elliott as an attacking midfielder, he's no, got no, one no, assist. Harvey Elliott. No, 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 I know. But when I say that about Harvey Elliott. Jamie goes, oh, we don't, we don't count assists. Assists don't count because you can play no, a pack. Yeah, look, a pack. you're conflicting arguments here. When we talk about Harvey Elliott, we're talking Elliot. about Salah, but he's the world's best player because he's got the goal involvement. That, no, but his no, output, no. what? You know, okay. that, are you going to talk, talk about, about Salah's output? output? Let's speak well, let's about look at the goals he scored. What, then. You tell me what the fuck Haaland does as an output as a footballer. Haaland is fucking. You watch Haaland, and I've got mates who are Man City fans who go, you come out of the game and you say. I can't believe he how scored. bad Haaland was and he scored four. So you, you can't have this narrative about one one rule for you and it doesn't matter for anyone else. You're talking about a right side of front man and Salah's got 40 goal involvements this season. He's fourth in world football. But you're picking yeah, Maris over Who he scored against? Oh, here oh, we go again. Yeah. Oh, we go again. He'll probably say in a minute, if he wanted a one-on-one though, we wouldn't have Maris, he'll have Salah. I wouldn't have either of them, to be fair, in a one-on-one. I think they're both not the best finishes possible. But my point is, you're going back to four. There you go with it now. What? I'm going nowhere. My point is, and I, and I, not not one of these, you, you've got your Liverpool heads on. This is the problem. They haven't got the Liverpool heads on. These, I'm, I'm, I'm critical of Salah. I'm not going. I want to buy him. If Salah was available, Pep doesn't buy him. Pep does not buy him. But but now we're now we're going down a different path. Why would you buy Salah at this stage in his career for all the money? Like the, we're conflicting arguments. You spoke about Harvey Elliott before. I just don't like the assist stats. As a, hold on, me. The point is relevant in the fact that none of that Liverpool team get in the Man City team. Not one of them. Maybe Allison. That in is your the fact. Well, we'll put it. To, we'll put it to a vote. We'll see if if people would pick Mares over over Salah. Be interesting to see. Look, I I'm trying not to have my Liverpool hat on here. Liverpool, I thought were, were decent in the not first half. I think they well. went at City. What? It's not working very well. What isn't? It's not, not working very well. I, no, I just it's it's a bit mad that you wouldn't pick someone that's fourth in world football for uh, for basically goals and assists. In your team, but that's fair enough. Games, football is a game of opinions. I think for me, 
I'm looking at that tank. Liverpool have some big questions asked of them. They have 80 big chances conceded in the league. Only Fulham have worse. They have one of the worst away records. Eight defeats this season. And this is the this is including defeats against Bournemouth, Forest, Wolves, Brentford. Is this an attitude issue? I, I, felt, I felt uncomfortable watching Klopp because... He can only do so much, and I don't think he's had a great season by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think he's been let down and having to roll out different narratives after the same type of performance from the same type of players. But you're looking at some of these stats. It's relegation form, for yeah. you know, in, in terms of the away form, that questions mentality for me. We can all win home games with the fans behind you, but when the, the going gets tough away from home... Liverpool seem to throw in the towel. I also know that Jimmy is definitely Googling Riyad Mahrez's stats or something here. Oh, on about Mahrez's stats, I think he's better. But I'm looking who Salah scored against and you'd be surprised that it's no one decent. Hasn't he got one of the best records against the top six? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Let's look who's... I think you want to know who he scored against the sixth goal in consecutive against Man City as well. But what, what was that one, Tank? I think that's, that was a sixth consecutive goal against Man City. I, I thought I read the stat the other day, but he doesn't score against anyone. It's you, you, Jimmy. You haven't even got an argument with Salah. You just need to, you need to I've put that an argument in there. He's twelve goals. With another it? shout to like show Messi down the line. It's up there with that one. But just not, back, just that was obviously tongue in cheek, isn't it? This is not. This is Salah is not as good as his. What just because he scored? He, you last week were saying Harry Kane pads his numbers, right? Yes or no? Internationally, internationally. In, we're not talking at, internationally. at any point. We're not Salah pads his numbers. He's got We're not five goals him. against Rangers. Out of that four, he's got five goals against Rangers. Okay. 40 goal involvements or whatever. Five. Okay. Is this, the, is this what you're hanging your hat on? He's got five goals in the Champions League. No, my point is... Jimmy, we've moved on from that. We're just having this rant about fucking Salah and stats. I wasn't talking about I'll tell about you what, that. I did I'm a saying, tank I just saying, I didn't pick Salah at this moment in time. Yeah, because he scored about six goals. So as the narrator of the podcast, we uh, I love the old passion, but if we could uh, try to limit the talking over each other, it might uh, make it a little better for, for the, the listener. Tank, on the, um, on the point of Liverpool, is it a mentality yeah. thing? The prob- I just think the, the problem with Liverpool for me at the minute is the overall, the overall package of the whole club. Is it is it a it's hit a, a, a spot now, Jamie, where you've got a, you've got a group of players who are hung over from the achievements of last season. You've got a group of players who were completely and utterly deluded of confidence. And we've all played football, mate. And the difference when of a confident player and a player whose confidence is shot. I mean, I went through a spell of forest where I literally couldn't pass fucking 10 yards. I couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden, it was actually against Burnley. I put one in the top corner and then everything just come back naturally. And I was like, fuck. So I think it's to do with that. I think the lack of investment as well has cost us, along with the players who've done it week in, week out for us, your Henderson, your Fabinho's, your Trent, your Robbo. I just think the midfield boys, the legs have gone and it's had an impact about the front men are playing. The one thing what I'm, I, must, I must say is I think Klopp has had an absolute disaster of a season of a manager because I personally think it's as clear as the nose in your face that if your midfield legs are gone, you just drop your back four or five or ten yards further and condense the space in behind. We haven't done that. I just, I just think it's a catalogue of, of everything what's gone wrong. Um, 
I said this to you on the podcast when we beat Bournemouth. I said, I'm not convinced this is the turning point. I said when we beat Manchester United, I'm not convinced that this is the turning point. I think Liverpool are going to get beat again on Tuesday. I think we'll get turned over at Arsenal at home on Saturday or Sunday, whenever that is. I think the season needs to end for Liverpool as, as soon as possible and a, re, a, a reset needs doing at the club. But, just quickly, Jamie, I don't think it's as bad as what everyone makes out to be. I think three or four solid, really quality additions in the midfield area with Diaz, Nunes, Salah and other players to come back, I think we'll be all right next season. Where are you with this, Jim? Because it could be labelled at me and Tank that we find it difficult to take off our Liverpool glasses for for want of a better word. I, I <laughs> For want of a better word, I, I do agree with Tank in that I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as what people say. I, I think with some reinvestments in key areas, namely midfield, with returning players to come back, I, I don't think they'll be a million miles away. I think the biggest issue is is trying to get the form, the mental uh, strength back of some of his bigger players um, who have fell off a cliff this season. A couple of things I want to come to you on, Jim. Klopp was doing his press conference today and he said he's the last man standing. Basically, I'll paraphrase. He's the last man standing of the managers at the moment. Uh, he's pretty much living on or surviving on past reputations because if it was based on just this season alone, then maybe he might be in a little bit of trouble. Has it surprised you that there hasn't been more made of the clop out brigade based on where Liverpool are at? Or, or do you think it's it's right that he, he, he kind of gets a free pass, free hit this season? I wouldn't say it's a free hit. I'd say, I'd say the clop out brigade needs to, you know, wind it in just because of the way that he transformed the club. That doesn't mean he gets a free pass. I think he's he's on a downward slope at Liverpool. That's fair to say in 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 his you know where he's currently at in his reputation with fans. I think that's slightly waning. Um, and his own the only reason I think that's waning is I think he comes across or can come across as a bit of a yes man. So he's sort of the sympathizer for the board. Um, and you know, he, he where you'd want a manager to to stand on his on his laurels and go, no, I need players. This is what I need. It's not a disaster for Liverpool. It, it's not because there's players there, but we all know where Liverpool's f- failings are. And the question I would ask is, as a outsider looking in, is you know, where do you think? Whenever has Liverpool gone out and spent the money that is needed to spend? I'm not talking about Bellingham. I'm talking about in general. You know, you need at least minimum five players, right? Minimum five. And you don't get many decent footballers for 20 million quid these days. So that's 100 million there. Like if you wanted to talk around, you know, fill in the squad. You You need a new centre off. You need at least two or three midfielders. You need a right back. Um... I think for me, you probably need someone other than Samikas at left back, but that's that's probably the least of the problem areas. Robertson will be fucked. Trent's nowhere near where he needs to be, and you need, like I said, you need a minimum five. But you don't spend that kind of money, so what? That would be the worry for me, because you you are where you are now, but you all know what you need to do to get out of that. Everyone can see that. But it's funny, getting it? that in and getting out of it is the situation, isn't it? That's 
you know, any other club will go and spend what they need to spend. I don't think Liverpool. I don't. I just don't think they will do it. And I'll tell you something. If I'm Jude Bellingham sat at home listening to the Boot Room podcast with the Liverpool City game <laughs> at the back background, I know where I would be thinking about going. Not, and it would not be Liverpool after that second half performance. All right, we've got a, a couple of other topics that I want to get through. Right, Tank, you took a bit of abuse for not buying into the United Good. hype. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you took a bit of abuse, particularly on the old TikTok, for not buying into the United hype. It seems like they've kind of got themselves into a battle for top four now and not a, a title race. They've played, seen a stat, they've played six of the top nine away from home and lost all of those games. There's a lot of talk about the Glazers that seems to rear its head whenever United have a, a bad result. I, a lot United fans have, have clapped back and fair play to them. I, I encourage that type of stuff where... Basically, they said that they do still sing about the Glazers out, even when things are going going well. I think my issue is Gary Neville came out and said about Dave, he's not back the manager enough. They need a striker. My issue is, Unreal. is it not a case of getting money? It's who they spend the money on. Did United need to go and spend 85 million or whatever it was on Anthony when they arguably had Jaden Sancho playing in the same position? They have opportunities to to fill that gap within the squad. Should they not have been spending eighty five million on a number nine rather than then going getting Veghorst? It just it seems like it's poor spending, not a case of spending enough. Or have I got that totally wrong? I said, I've said it from day one. United have not convinced me at all that they're going to. And I think if Liverpool, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, Newcastle will be there, there next year. They'll all be back next year or certainly not as bad as they are this year. And for me, that puts Manchester United under all of them clubs. Manchester United are dire. That's the dire. They grind results out. They play a boring counter. We've we've been fortunate to grow up in the United areas where they used to blow teams away. And no matter who you support, if fucking as a Liverpool fan, I was like, fucking hate them, but they're not half good. They're some fucking team. Then This United side is absolutely woeful. It's woeful. And I keep hearing about how wonderful as Ten Hag is, and that's, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm still yet to see it. Because I'm looking at that United side, and all of the best players who were playing the best football are all players who were already there. Luke Shaw's had a very good season, he was already there. Baran's had a very good season, he was already there. David De Gea's been the best player of the season, was already there. Marcus could, you argue, could you argue that that is Ten Hag's influence in that he's, he's kicked them on? I'm not, well, I'm not too sure that he has. But no. That's his job, though, isn't it? Is it, coach? We were talking yeah, about it before. He's the best out of place, but like, if he's that good and he spent, let's get it right, he spent over 300 odd million. Spent over 300 odd million. He's got the fidget spinner, who's for me one of the worst footballers in world football. Someone tweeted me the other day and said he was our best player him the other day. I was like, was he? I didn't fucking see him trouble Dan Bain at all. But what I'm saying is for 85 million, I mean, come on, he's fucking. He, He's bad, and the little hobbit who's playing centre-half, maybe that mid-season thing was just at the peak of form, but he's looking bang average again, In Where are you on the United thing, Jim? I think it's, you know, it's easy to jump on this bandwagon after watching that because that performance yesterday was bad. And the issue would be for me is that they seem devoid of any sort of both defensive and attacking prowess when Casemiro is on the pitch. That would be the biggest worry for me as a Man United fan. Um, 
And... I'll say something, Jim, just a quick one. Sorry, yeah, go away. Yeah. And, and, and uh, look at us all being so nice to each other now because we're all talking. <laughs> we're all blown our tops out. So it's like, you go, buddy. This is the after sex cuddle, mate. But Tank made a point earlier in the season where he was talking about Manchester United have the luxury of a player that's banging form. Marcus Rashford was the form player in Europe. And he, I think if I remember right, he said that United weren't playing that well, but Marcus Rashford was scoring goals at key times. Goals dried up a little bit. Man United aren't scoring goals. And all of a sudden, the, the complexion has changed a little bit. Could it just be that that one player who was dragging them through games is, is hitting a bit of a bit of a lull? Yeah, possibly. And I also think, like, the, like as I say, the the and but that's the same in any way. You know, City is second in the league and we've got Erling Haaland who scored a thousand goals. So it, it of course we said it before that this sometimes happens. It's it's when that player then hits that dry patch in, in how everyone else reacts and they haven't got the other players to to help Marcus Rashford out. I thought Marcus Rashford was bad yesterday. I thought he was really bad. But then I thought everyone was bad. Um, which Should is not fit. Because that's the other thing. Because this is it. So well, as he played, as, yeah, so he couldn't be, he might not be fit. I don't know mm. is the answer, obviously. But he obviously didn't miss the international break due to a toe injury. And he's, he's off in New York. So no doubt that'll be going down well with the fans. It was off gallivanting in New York but, or, or whatever. But, you know, players have got to live their lives and he would have got permission from the club. So I just think that someone like Veg Horse, you're never going to, you know, I saw a stat the other day that him and Nathan Ake have played the same amount of games for Holland and got the same amount of goals. <laughs> so one's a defender and obviously one's a striker. And that just sums him up. So he's he's, he's a poor man's Emil Heskey. Um Underrated so, Heskey, by the way, for me. Just pardon? Randomly, just, just saying, under, criminally underrated. Oh, no, this is my point. Heskey. Everyone love, everyone from the outside, you say Heskey doesn't score, awful player, but everyone loved playing with him. Owen, yeah. everyone, because yeah. he did all the hard work. But but Vegos does all the hard work, but doesn't do anything that Heskey could have done it either. So, it's it was, I think, I, I think this was just a really bad game for United, a really bad game. And I think they've done well to get where they are. Will they they'll reinvest in the summer? They, look, and you say about the Glazers. When the Glazers bought the club, they had five hundred million in debt, and they still got five hundred million in debt eighteen years later, or whatever it is. So, you know, that's still being serviced by that's money that could have been put into the stadium. The stadium needs doing. There's a lot that need doing to that club. Um, so they're nowhere near where they obviously were and where they should be. So, I like Ten Hag. I think he's doing well. I think. Give him another season. I think the Anthony Bay looks a stinker at the minute, to be honest with you. I think he's got no confidence. What what he used to do at Ajax was cutting on me, that left. Did you not say that he's world class early on? In the say, I said he had the potential to be world class. <laughs> I could see that Tank was thinking that when you said that, and I was like, oh, here we go again. Look, everyone has the potential to be. You know, no one plays in the Prem without the potential to be to be a, a, a great player. Sometimes it doesn't fit. I said this about Diego Forlan. He came to the Premier League and absolutely sunk the place out. Went to Atletico Madrid and was, you know, revered as one of the fucking best strikers ever. Sometimes it just doesn't work. So, so you wouldn't um, pick Anthony ahead of Mares or Salah on the right then, though. No? I'd have Anthony over Salah. Fuck off. What? <laughs> <laughs> what does Ten Hag do? Because he's got Sancho, who's on three hundred grand a week, who's whose minds you know, been absolutely fried. He's got Martial who doesn't even look like he wants to be anywhere else. It's just a bad 
concoction of players that have accumulated over the years. So you just want to play in... football, I don't think, Marshall. You look you at him and sorry. you think he, he, I don't think he actually wants to play no football. Fire. He doesn't want to be a footballer. He's just like falling on it and he's like, mate, he was like... He was the he was the next Thierry Henry, wasn't he? If he had any sort yeah. of, you know, the right sort of attitude, he could have been anywhere he wanted to be right now. And now he's, you know, he's just he's at, he's he just looks like asking. he hates being yeah, anywhere, he's like he's just anywhere in the world. Uh, yeah. But that might just be his demeanor. But you'd want to, you want to see more fight from him. There's just there's just a lot of things wrong. And ten thing is, Ten Hag's doing it brick by brick at the minute. And when it falls down, it then falls on him. So I think I think it was just a really bad game, and I do hope they get in the top four um, and and see what they can do in the Champions League and, and more money with the Qataris or Radcliffe buying them next year. So we've spent an hour talking, and there was about another ten topics that I wanted to get to. So we'll, we'll have to park Let's do it some Friday. Of them. Yeah, Friday. we'll have to do them Friday. Friday. Well, I'll definitely do it Friday. A um, couple of things I want to finish on, right? Tank, we got asked a question, sent in a question. It was from Blake, right? I don't know if you've seen the story about Craig Bellamy yeah. and his bankrupt. Uh, unfortunately, he had to, he's having a bit of trouble or whatever. And he, he and he spoke openly and he has to be, uh, for me, be commended for that because I don't think these type of stories are shared. I read the article, just read it. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, you know, to paraphrase again, he's basically saying, look, I'm not, I'm not a gambler, not, not a drinker, no drugs involved. He goes, I've just been given bad advice, bad investments over the years and, and all my money's gone. He said, you, basically, you get a lot of vultures and people giving you this bit of advice, that bit of advice. I know this is a topic that's been passionate. Uh, you, you've been passionate about Tank in terms of not doing enough to educate footballers in terms of the support that they're given in terms of managing the finances and all that comes with kind of pre-planning for, for after your career. It was an interesting article for him to, to stand up and, and be open about this. It just highlights that there is a massive issue there for footballers. And, and I think it's easy for fans sometimes to go, well, they've got loads of money. What, what problems do they have? But so you hear it a lot with national lottery winners. When you get a load of money, it creates problems. And yeah. these people just appear from nowhere. It was quite a telling article. But this is not new. I've been through the similar situation, not not to that scale, but we've had, we've done a podcast about my stuff with my pension. And I tell you what the problem is, is you know all of these people, all of your advisors and all of the and our own FA, the PFA, are massive, massive into this. And there's going to be huge issues because um the PFA would advise a PFA uh, one of the PFA employees. I'm not going to name him because it's, it is it's, it is a call. Do I need to say allegedly here, Tank? Alleged, well, no, it's not allegedly. It's a fact because I've lost 600,000 quid of my pension through this. So it's a fact. I can say it's a fact. The problem is, Jamie, is the people who are advising these lads now, there's not there's not enough scrutiny put on them to see, you know, how honest they are and what 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 the goal is and what the gains are because all of these people is is they, they they're just there to make money for themselves. They don't give a fuck about the player. I had tw- I had an, a financial advisor who told me to put twelve thousand pounds twelve thousand pounds a month. I had twelve savings plans, all one thousand pound per month on the twelve savings plans, and he said just put them all in that, and then when you retire you'll have that. And I was like, oh that's class, that's fucking brilliant that. So it's only further down the line when I was like, well, how much is that worth of being paying in these for like nine years? It must be worth a fucking fortune. He got about £120,000 prepaid. So all of my first payments 
We ain't even going into my pot. They were going to my financial advisor as his commission. No so these, these are the stuff what young players, honestly, I'm looking at doing something with, with some intelligent people uh, from London about going around to clubs and speaking to people and setting up saving stuff where they control and they're in their own control of it because Craig Bellamy, reading between the lines, has, has trusted someone, put a lot of money into projects and basically been shafted. And, and it's the, fucking some of the sad. projects have gone to sort of like, a, you know, they, they all invest in that media company as well, didn't they? And all the properties and that, which yeah. in, in hindsight is normally a sound financial. You yeah. Know, well, Manaman and Fowler thing. have had a lot of joy with their property for. Yeah, them, but it, they? it, it, they're in control of them. They're in control yeah, of them. Yeah, so you need to be the one driving in other people who they don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but fair, it's but sad. The more, it is sad, and the more people speak up about this, and I think it sounds fantastic. I know you're passionate about it, Tank. Any anything like that that you'd be part of, I think it could it could hugely benefit people. So, uh, fair fair play for doing that. I want to come. Well, I want to finish now um, on a question that came in. So we'll, we'll step away from the football for a second. We'll, I'll, I'll, Johnny Johnny's a good man. He always sends us in a it always sends us in a question. It's always related to food, and I I'm a big fan of food, right? So uh, I very much welcome these questions. Johnny wants to know, and I'll come to you first, Jimbo. What are your weird food combos that you have? And for context, his is white bread, grated cheese, and ketchup. That's uh, I don't think that's that mad, to be honest with you. That's like... I just feel like it's just missing some crisps. If you bang some I crisps in there, like, I'd be honest, sure. I prefer salad cream on my cheese sandwich. But, you know, I could have ketchup salad all day. Cream. Salad that's cream? Oh, no. So yeah, this no, is no. it. So me, um, one, I have... I have ketchup and mayonnaise on pretty much everything. Together? Together, yeah. Like, Ooh. over everything. It ends so up that... the same colour as your top. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it is special sauce. If um, you have a Chinese, do you put ketchup and mayonnaise? No, no, not on. I mean, I, I, w- I could do, but I don't. Roast dinner. Roast dinner, I would do. I don't, but I, only oh, reason well, is I have roast dinner at the, the, the in-laws, so I kind of. But if I had one at home, yeah, I would have, I'd have ketchup and mayonnaise on it. If we have like a nice pie that's like a roast dinner pie, like you know, like a Oop, nice a meat pie, and tail, I have a of that all. But I do, I have ketchup and mayonnaise, but that isn't the one. So you know the pesto, green pesto sauce that you put on pasta, chicken. That... Big fan, yeah, big fan. Nice. So when I do that, when I get my bowl, I'd stick a load of salad cream in it and then mix it all up so it's like a With creamy the pesto. Salad. Yeah, with the pesto. So it's like a salad creamy pesto. I, 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 if you like salad cream, try it. It's honestly, it's a winner. I feel like you're getting hungry talking about that story there, Jim. Actually, actually, you know what? It's funny, it's funny that Johnny said it because I, because I, we had it the other day. I was like, oh, maybe I should like tell other people about this because you know they might, they it could be the winner. It's Jimbo's you know, juice. Very, very I can good. see it now. The market's here in me. Jimbo's juice starts selling it's them. Very insane, good. Please. Like a creamy pesto. Like a creamy pesto pasta salad. Tank, what about you, lad? Man, I, I always used to have this at Trammy and like when I brought it home, like my missus and kids think it's fucking disgusting, but it's actually, it's one of the nicest concoctions you'll ever make and it's a jack of potato with tuna, cheese and beans. I could have that. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. There is, but it's like, because and it's the context of like the cold tuna and mayonnaise with the beans and like my kids think it's disgusting, but it's actually a fucking winner. I've got an issue with bean juice. It freaks me out. It's just I love the juice. Beans. Do you? I, can't, I can't not eat anything that's not wet. Like if it's not got, 
beans or gravy. That's why Ooh. I have to have ketchup. Where we going here? Where we going here? He's talking about pies and that, like everything in my brain. Is saying, make, a joke. Make, 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 make a joke. Make a joke. Uh, I don't think I have any weird ones. Like I was a, I was a funny eater as a kid. Like my roast dinners. My mum will laugh if she's listening to this. My roast dinners for years used to be like whatever meat it was. And then, you know, square crisps, square shaped crisps. I'd have like the meat and the crisps. That was all I'd eat. Like it, it was a terrible, terrible eater. Then I started to broaden my horizons a little bit. I don't know if it's a weird combo, but like I would pay good money to go into a restaurant and have white bread, ham, sam, uh, ham, and cheese and onion crisps with a pint of milk. Like they that together as a combination is the like it's the greatest hangover cure number one. Yeah, but a crisp sandwich, can you? Just it, like mates, every day in school for my whole life, I would have crisp sandwiches, and I just feel like they are the greatest con- yeah. combination ever. If you like crisp sandwiches, next time I go to what do you have at McDonald's? I'm a chicken burger man now. Yeah, chicken, but stick some chips chicken on du- the chicken deluxe. Stick some chips on your on your chicken burger. Oof. I'm See, a mad crisp butty fan. Even he comes home all the time and always, and it's a bit strange. Well, like you know, I'm I'm like passionate about it, Tank. Like I think oh, it's yes, one of the yeah, nicest yeah, tasting moment, things that's ever. That's it. That's what he loves. Yeah, and 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 I'll be full and I'll enjoy it and I'll be it's honest. It's the softness of the bread and then the crispiness of the crispiness of the crisp. It's like it's got everything like, and then you wash it down it? with a pint of milk and you're like, this is <laughs> just like. <laughs> It's the food. It's the food of gods. Like, is Tank getting ten grand steaks in Dubai or wherever he got? If you give me a crisp butty there, mate, I am. I'm happy. Like, I'm genuinely. He got genuinely a ten grand happy. steak, but his missus got a crisp sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lads, any uh, any crack crack for the rest of the week? What have you got on, Jim? I'm out Friday, mate. I'm partying. Oh, I'm, out, I'm, out. I'm boozing, boozing. Yeah. Um, so hold on. We're not doing a live podcast you? on Friday. See this again, Tank. Jimmy uh, not yeah, doing a live podcast. Fault. Yeah, that is my fault. But you, you know the cube. Tank's got his confused face. Hold on, Jim. What's up, Tank? Have you have we lost you? No, I'm lo- I'm dipped out, lads. I lost everything for the like. I thought my internet. Jimmy was just saying he thinks you're dead sound. Blind bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. You're out, out. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing the cube. So you know the TV program, the cube. Oh, that'd be class. Did, say you'd be good at that. that, eh? So you'd be all right at that. I, I think I'll be very good at it. Yeah, I tried to. I applied to go on. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I never got through. The only thing I ever got close to was catchphrase, or I got interviewed and everything for that. Belts and love catchphrase. Remember I'll when my brother was on million phrase. pound drop, Jim? Do you remember that when our Paul yeah. was on million yeah. pound drop? You ever see that one tank with Davina McCall? I should have sent him the section. Oh, he's live. Yeah, he got down to was it fifty grand? And it's going back years he now. A, no, he had a 50-50 choice, wasn't it? At the end, it was a last. Yeah, and it was like more passengers in Liverpool Lime Street Station or no airport. It wasn't. It was Liverpool John Lennon or Luton Airport, and he had to pick which had the most passengers going through it or something. Like that. Luton, I think the answer was Luton, but I think he picked. I could be wrong. I've gone back ten years, but it was just mad. It was mad. He, he got on that game show, but. Uh, Yo, that sounds good, Jim. Sounds like you'll have a bit of crack there, lad. Yeah, Jay English is out with me. We're out with Jay English as well. Oof, Jesus. Well, I went to see him the other day and he was like, oh, I was like, I'm in Manchester Friday. I've got this thing. And Layla went, oh, me and the girls are away. I was like, well, that means we're obviously going out and partying. So. Dad's on tour. Go on, the boys. Dad's on tour. Old dad's in bed by 10. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what about you, Tank? Anything coming up? No, Jack's got a couple of games this week. So he's playing some game Tuesday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon. And then I think he's got Coventry at home Saturday. So just a normal run around football for me. Normal run around the football. I have uh, now. I'm got much on myself, but I do want to finish actually by just giving a quick shout out to uh, to my nephew Hayden. Uh, his Liverpool under 14s team today uh, won the Premier League International uh, Cup, and they so beat Fulham PSV in the final. Then. I saw that they were playing. PSV, PSV was in the semis. Yeah, PSV was in the semis. It went to penalties, and it, when my brother texted me to say like it's gone to pens, I was like. Hayden scored this. I was just like, I just wanted to know. Yeah. If, and he went first and scored. So they beat uh, they beat Fulham in the final. So uh, playing shout Lovely. out to Hayden and all his. Uh, his I'd have Hayden so, over Mares. Don't fuck. Do you know what, Jim? We've got to make. We've got to see. My only worry is, I feel like we all got very irate over that and basically just shouted over each other. So I'm hoping people can <laughs> Mate, still hear the. I have got you to an absolute treat. You weren't trying you to, don't try and get out of this now. your head. Oh, no, I, 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 I never lose my head. I've said Liverpool a shit all season. <laughs> I've said it from day one. I said the shit, they won't make top four, the shit. But when you come out, for me, and I said this two or three weeks ago on a podcast, Jamie, and I said, I've got to be honest, lads, I've got to take back what I said about Salah. His numbers are, his numbers are fucking off the charts. Yeah, he just off wishes you could play Rangers every week. Oh, right, oh, before we God. start again, geez, uh Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our uh, mid-podcast shouting, uh, and it was and it was audible. Um, but no, thank you all for your support. As always, keep your messages coming. Hope you're all looking after yourselves. All that good stuff. Um, if you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please do so. If you haven't told a mate about the podcast, send it on to them. And if you could leave us a rating and review, that would be fantastic. But most importantly, as we always say, look after yourselves. Stay healthy. Stay happy, and we will. We'll say we'll be back with you on Friday, but probably not because Jimmy's out boozing. So we'll I be can back do with it. you I can soon. Do it from the cube, live stream from the cube. Jesus. Oh, yeah, we'll just shout abuse at you. <laughs>